Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. How are we today? Kia Sim. Hello. <laughs> I am so excited for our chat today. This is an interesting topic. How to hire is something that I feel like I really need. I needed this episode. Like when I was starting out and I was like, what do I do? Like my first big pain point or concern in my business, like I felt like social media I could do, coming up with an idea I could do, making a podcast I could do, like distributing it, recording it, easy. As soon as it came to doing too much of things and needing to like delegate and hire, that was literally the hardest thing of my life and I just want to tell you a little story are Mm -hmm. we ready for story time love it I love stories so I am overwhelmed as most stories begin I am overwhelmed I'm a little bit burnt out life feels a bit rough and I reach out to a woman who is like a very successful young entrepreneur in New Zealand she's like a very well-known business owner like has had the most press the most successful companies and she's like maybe two or three years older than me. And I was like, this is really embarrassing, but I'm going to reach out to her and I'm going to be like, help me. I am drowning. I need your advice. And so she like agrees to meet me and I'm like, oh my God, me? Like she wants to see me. That's so nice. I meet her out for coffee and I like belt my heart out. I'm sad. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I've lost my mojo. Like, what do I do? And I was, I was like, what do you do? And she looks at me and she goes, I would just hire more people. She's like, if you... <laughs> And like, bless her, she meant good and it was great advice, but she was like, it just sounds like you've got a lot to do. And she was like, I just hire people and then they do the work and then I don't have to stress that much. And I was like, right. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't realize it was that easy. (laughs) Teach me about this work thing or teach me about this hiring thing. So I was like, so the concept is that other people come into your business and take the workload off Mm. you and then you're less overwhelmed. And she's like, yeah, it's great. Like, wow crazy (laughs) and I was like and you just like you know pay them and she was like yeah and I was like that's fantastic right (laughs) like a business like a (laughs) (laughs) yeah like a business and I honestly left that conversation on one hand being quite like enlightened Mm. (laughs) and just wiping the tears off and on the other hand being like am I stupid no like why did I not think of this no I mean I think like you said, you know you how to do a podcast and do the content and all of you know the finance things, the investing stuff. But this is something so new to you and your previous businesses. It was just you, so I think it's completely normal to be like, "Wait, what? I can like step back. I can scale a little bit more because actually, I can't do it all by myself. I literally cannot do it all by myself. Uh, it's so funny to me." And it's so comical to me looking back on that and just being like, I was at rock bottom and all she said to me and all she needed to say to me was like, um, yeah, it sounds like you're really going through it. I really feel for you. I'm not really that stressed out my day to day. And I think you should just hire someone like hire one person. And she was not the first person that said that to me. I mean, I had been told this advice like six months prior. So I was like, okay, I think I'm seeing a recurring theme. Maybe I should if I'm at rock bottom and I'm overwhelmed with my workload and someone can 
help me. You know, Maya, hindsight is twenty twenty, so I don't appreciate your tone. <laughs> <laughs> what tone? No, I like that you've shared that because even still, you know, you have this big business and you, you're very knowledgeable about things, but even still you miss out, uh, well, not miss out, but forget how simple things can be. So it's just also a reminder for us all that it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And it's like, you've hired now. So you really don't know what you don't know. And and that's fair. I want to talk about today, like what the process is going from someone like you're starting out in your business, you've just grown things. You, you're off, obviously someone that does everything by yourself or you're someone that's very good at going, what do I need to do? I can learn it. I can take care of it. So the idea of delegating or letting go of some of that control, a lot of people call their companies, their babies, or their firstborns, mm-hmm. and it's weird. It actually is, which means you're just as protective of a company. You're just as like overwhelmed. You are a little bit of a control freak, and you realize that you are your own bottleneck. Being your own bottleneck. For those that maybe don't know what a bottleneck is, imagine like the neck of a bottle, and for that company to grow or for things to move, you need more space. Like. Imagine everyone trying to rush out of a room, but the passage out of that room is a very narrow door. Then that, like everyone's, there's a bit of a stampede. It like slows things down. So that's a bottleneck. It means that things slow down. The passage isn't wide enough. And a lot of time, CEOs or founders are the bottlenecks to their own companies. Like Mm. GTI could grow more, but my actions of being like, no, I have to control everything. I have to hold everything. What if no one else will like want to do or do as well as me or X, Y, Z. I'm being the bottleneck to my company and I'm like not letting it expand and I'm not opening up that passage to grow. So being a bottleneck is not a good thing. We want to move away from that. So I'm just here to chat with you about everything to do with hiring, how we had our first hires, how I chose Sonia to do Girls That Invest with me, how I chose other people to join in as they did, and my like process to hiring, which I really wish I knew earlier on. Okay, lovely, Sim. So how many people are employed at GTI now? We have yourself and Sonia, who are like a talent we have our amazing operations slash EA, Brooke, and we have a podcast editor, Sam. So including myself, that's, oh my God, how many people is that? Four or five? <laughs> I actually wasn't counting. I want to say five. Yeah. So it's myself, yourself, Sonia, Sam, Brooke. Yes, five people. Five people. Yeah. I am a great leader, as you can tell. <laughs> it's a whole lot of fun here, guys. Were there any other indicators to you that you knew when to hire? Yes, I think that's actually a great question. When do you know to hire? I am someone, and I'm going to put my hand up, and I'm going to say I was wrong. I hired way too late. Like, I really thought I could do it all. I hate telling people what to do. Like, my love language is acts of service. So if someone does anything for me, even in a job, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, thank you wrote that email for me. Like, you made that excel spreadsheet for the company what and i'm so thankful but then i'm like this is someone like they didn't edit the podcast out of love this is literally someone's job like stop doing Mm -hmm. this but i hate asking things of people because i'm like i don't like being asked to do things (laughs) so it was hard my first hire was i guess sonia Mm -hmm. and i honestly like amazing one of the best people i've ever hired for girls that invest ever like she has been She's fabulous. Fantastic. She the, the ROI, the return on investment on Sonia <laughs> oh. is 
absolutely priceless. And I'm going to send this episode to her afterwards because she's going to be like, I knew. Yeah. I knew from the start. Mm-hmm. But when I started Girls Envious, I started in March. I was a sole founder and I was like, I want someone to jump on so I can either do like a YouTube channel with or a podcast with, but I don't know who. Mm-hmm. And I really weighed it up. I was like, should I like get a stranger and we have like, you know, someone else that's in the industry in finance and we like learn to banter. Should I ask a friend? And I literally went through my friends list in my mind of like, who do I get along with? But then who would, <laughs> which is obviously right. everyone, but then who would be interested? Obviously. obviously. I have so many laughs with my friends, but then who would enjoy a podcast? How do our personalities fit? And I was just going in my head in circles and I couldn't figure it out. I was thinking like maybe one of my flatmates, maybe one of my childhood friends, maybe one of my friends from the Gudvada, from the temple. Like I couldn't put it down. And I decided I would do a friend because I was like friends are people that you naturally Mm. have banter with. And for a podcast, I think you want a bit of back and forth. Already got the chemistry. You got a bit of chemistry. And then one day it was so random. Sonia came over. She drove like an hour and a half to come see me. We were hanging out. And we started talking about money and I told her about my money goals and she talked to me about her money goals. And I was like, wait, this is it. We just sat down for an hour and a half talking about money. And this was so natural. Like you were under my nose the entire, you are literally my best friend of 20 years. (laughs) Why did I not think of this at all? And so I asked her and like sort of put a proposal together for her. And she was like, absolutely. And that was my first hire. So that doesn't really count, I think, because It's not like the normal process of hiring someone. Mm. You already know them, trust them, vetted them. Like anything and everything was so easy with Sonia because like that's my best friend. You're already friends. Yeah. We're already friends. So that was the first one. But if you want to know the second hire I had, that was only in December last year. So for two years, all of 20, well, I guess three years, all of 2020, all of 2021 and all of 2022, Two, it was just Sonia and I, and we got our first hire, our first person to like help with like administration and like just admin stuff in December, and it just changed my life. Like literally life-changing. I feel like the people in my life, like my friends and family, noticed a difference. Oh, a hundred percent. You were taking like time out for yourself. You noticed? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm a people in your life. <laughs> you you are you are a person in my life. You were just more at ease when I would ask you about work because I mean you're doing these amazing once in a lifetime opportunities, and I'd ask about work and you'd be like, oh, I've got this, this, and this, and it just seemed like a lot on all the time. And then when she came on, you hired. It was just you were more at ease, but yeah. It was fantastic. It was the first summer holiday I had had. And the idea, so the way that we hired Brooke, and by the way, Brooke, if you're listening, we love you. Hi. As, like, it is just a constant group chat of going, wow, we love Brooke. She's a sweetie. She's amazing. And the way that I knew I needed to hire someone was just being overwhelmed, realizing that as a founder, you have to put like a time on everything you do or rather you have to put a number on on the time that you have and you have to start telling yourself is it worth my time to be sitting here and like going oh the podcast titles are not in like capital letters like I need to go back and put them all into capital letters for each first word 
is that like worth your time? Like, should you be doing that? Or is your time better spent going, hmm, what's the next episode that we should come up with? That's more valuable of your time. And someone else should be doing the things that you just don't need to be, you just don't have that much time. Like realistically, you only have 40 hours. The smaller admin stuff. Yeah, so the small admin stuff or like if I want to go do a talk, do I need to spend 20 emails back and forth with a company understanding what they want, what the keynote should be about, flights, accommodation, or is my time better spent letting someone else do that so I can spend that same amount of time focusing on creating the best keynote, Mm. the best speech, and then being invited back again? And so that's when I knew I needed to hire someone. So I remember last year sometime I came up and visited you and we were it was in the evening so maybe like eight nine ten o'clock in the evening and we were just chatting and hanging out and everything and then you were just like I need to book my flights like (laughs) (laughs) and it was for like a pretty big trip as well and I was like yeah when are you going you're like pretty soon I I need to book my flights and then so we're just like okay like paused hanging out time and Sim just had to quickly do some admin stuff. I remember this was for Sydney. Yeah. I needed to book my flights for Sydney and it was like, it was like Sunday and the trip was on Thursday. It was like within the week. I was like, that's tight, but (laughs) do you boo? Oh my God. And that was such a drama because then the flights were like over a grand and I was like, I don't want to pay this. And then I spoke to the company and I was like, wait, the flights are a grand to Sydney and I'm only coming for a day. Like I was meant to go in the morning and come back in the evening. I was like, I can't do this (laughs) trip. And then they were like, why did you not book them in advance? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Sorry. All right. I need a hire. I get it. And then I was like, I can't come. Like, I don't think a thousand dollars to turn up to do xyz is actually worth my time Mm. and they were like fine we'll pay for it just come but like never again but anyway it was just really Mm. bad and that is reason one why we love brooke (laughs) yes when you first hired i i'd say sonia does count but kind of not really so i'd say was brooke your first proper like formal hire like you put out a job advert and all of that kind of stuff yes and so what was the process for that it was so overwhelming i was so scared because i think when you are a founder you want to do things properly and i was like i just want to make sure that this is like off the foot fair i want this to be a good representation of the company culture because when you are a company that like put like I think if your local mom and dad like a restaurant put out an advertisement only people that are interested in that job are going to see it when you're a media company and you put out an advertisement or like put out a job even people that aren't interested in the job are going to click on it and just be like this is interesting like I wonder what this is about and so I was like I need to make sure that this is a good representation of us and this everything we speak about like The issue is I'm so vocal about what I like and don't like. And so I have made so many posts on GTI being like job should have like descriptions that are concise. A job should tell you exactly what they're about. Job should tell you the exact amount of money that they go for. And I was like, I have to practice what I preach now because Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's always preaching about these things (laughs) and preaching about these things. And now like it's my turn. So I put together like a really detailed but still concise job description but before I even did that I had to work out I wrote a list of everything that I was struggling to do and 
everything that Sonia, like I kind of asked Sonia, like what do you not really like enjoy in, in the work that you do? Because there's obviously things that we like and things that we don't like. And she was like, I love like the podcast. I love recording. I love researching. Not so much of a fan of doing the social media, for example. And I was like, cool. Okay. Or like not so much of a fan of like editing the podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. Like let's put down everything that we need. Everything that was a weakness of mine, I added to that list. So like, I'm not really good at responding to emails quickly. That's just a fact of my life. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at being detail oriented. There's a lot of typos in the posts back in the day, you know, like picking up on little things here and there. So I wrote down everything I needed and I was like, okay, like I need someone to help with like book ordering, someone to help with flights and accommodation, someone to help with the newsletter, like organizing the podcast, the you know, management of things. We get a lot of customer service emails answering that. You know, I used to spend so much time on like managing the Facebook group or managing the Instagram or just all these little things. So I was like, let's just put down everything I need help with and then write out how long those tasks would usually take and then put into detail like exactly what I mean and then look at what that looks like. And so at the time that looked like a 40-hour job and I was like okay this is perfect now let's put together a description of everything and that was really easy I've like got it I've got it here I was like Christmas casual virtual assistant role and so the idea was I wasn't sure if I was still ready to hire someone and I know how crazy that sounds (laughs) based on everything we'd said but I was like this would be a really easy way to like like taste test it in New Zealand during the Christmas period, sort of December to Jan or even November to Jan. It's also our summertime. So a lot of people go away, everything shuts down. And a lot of companies will hire like Christmas Mm. casuals where people just come and work for two months or three months. And you're just kind of hired on the basis that there's going to be a lot of people coming in and like doing shopping. So they need a few extra pair of hands. So it was like kind of that idea of just an extra pair of hands so that I can take my summer off and we'll train you up for a month beforehand. And the idea was that if you really enjoyed it, like the person coming in, and if we really enjoyed working with you, then we could turn this into a full-time role. But if you hated it or we just didn't gel well, like, you know, it was just still a Christmas casual mm, role. It was nice and flexible for both of you. Yeah. And so I kind of put in like what it was about, what we do. I put in the hours. I put in the key responsibilities. I was like, this is a job for you if you enjoy working from home, but can manage your time, a detail oriented task-based roles, like knowing that your work is creating a greater impact and also included the key responsibilities and included the pay. And I thought that was very important to do. Mm -hmm. I love seeing a pay on a job description. I just feel like it's 2023. Just tell me how much it's worth because I want to know if it's even worth my time. Mm, 100%. Did you just kind of figure all of that stuff out, Sim? Or did you like Google some things or were you literally like, okay, I want to hire. These are the things that I want the person to do let's just kind of stick it into a job description. Yeah, so I kind of did the latter. I was like, these are the things I want someone to do. And I was like, what's the best way to describe this job? And I was like, this is really just like a virtual assistant or like executive assistant, like someone that is able to help with all the little day-to-day things. And that's a very generalist role. It's not a very like specialist role niching down in just one thing. It's got to be someone that likes to do a lot of that because some people love that and some people absolutely hate that and that needs to be like very clear. I also kind of looked into hiring 
all sort of like outsourcing the hiring process and I reached out to a company and I was like what would it look like if you like did all the interviews and like kind of just found me what I was looking for if I gave you a list of what I was looking for and they were like yeah we're keen and I thought about it and then I decided against it and I thought to myself for my first hire I would actually like to do it myself so that I can learn these skills because at the end of the day I can always outsource in the future but I should learn how to do it once so I know what to expect and so I just read a lot of blog posts and listened to podcasts by people that had hired or like HR specialists and like things you should look for, things that you should look out for, red flags, green flags, what people like when they get interviewed, what people hate, like don't do X, Y, Z. And yeah, basically put together a little template, put it on LinkedIn. And then down at the very bottom, I said, uh, the very last line was, please don't apply through LinkedIn and instead attach a CV and your cover letter and send it to hello at girlsandvest.com. And that was really important for me because one of the skills I needed was detail orientated and the amount of people that didn't read that and then submitted it through LinkedIn or didn't send a cover letter and just a CV, that was then easy for me to go, okay, not detail oriented. Ah, that's a nice little test. You immediately kind of culled a few. And so you put the job out there it's on LinkedIn you're getting responses now what so we put it up on Instagram stories and LinkedIn and we put it up for 48 hours because we had 500 people apply yeah it popped off it popped off and I was like I have to take this down <laughs> and I then went through every single person's CV dang and so Obviously, if there was no cover letter, I know this is controversial and I am actually really sorry. Like, I know that cover letters are a nuisance. They're annoying. Some people feel very strongly about them and they're like, my CV should be enough. Like, why should I write a cover letter? It was purely because I was trying to sift through 500 applications Mm. by myself. And so if there wasn't a cover letter, I was like, well, you haven't put in the effort. Why should I? Yeah. So why should I? And unfortunately... If there were spelling mistakes, out because I was like, I make spelling mistakes. I can't have someone that does the same. Mm-hmm. If there was like formatting issues, like they uploaded their CV, but like the lines had like moved off to the, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was out. Okay. So did you already have a list of like, for lack of a better word, like do's and don'ts when you were sifting through the applications? I wrote down what skills I was looking for. So it was like detail orientated someone that was quite proactive, someone that seemed like they enjoyed organization or like going the extra mile. And so I'd kind of look for those things. Like this one person really went out of her way and it was fantastic. And she wasn't the right person per se, but I still like included her in my shortlist. Mm -hmm. So just things I was looking for was like just good email etiquette. Like was it like a good formatted email that they sent or was it like size 20 text or like random different you know different like types of fonts in the same email do they have it wasn't even like I didn't even need experience it was just like do they seem like someone that is willing to learn are they someone that sticks it out in a job for at least a year or is every single job like less than a year which it's not a red flag I think anymore but if every single job is less than a year it just kind of makes you a little bit more cautious And so that's what I did. I then used this website called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, and Toggle Hire basically comes up with like 
a skill-based test. And so all the skills I wanted, I like chucked into there and it came up with like a five-minute questionnaire and the top 20 people that I really liked, I sent them the skills-based test. And so what it does is it just asks them like multi-choice questions, like in this situation. So if I'm like, hey, I want to look for someone that's detail-orientated or someone that's good at customer service, they'd be like, in this situation, what would you do? Would you do X, Y, or Z? And then based on their answers, they get rated on like a percentage scale, like 100% correct or like 95% correct or 80% correct. And so that way you remove biases and you're not looking at people for their history or their CV or anything else. You're purely looking at their skills and then just the top five people I interviewed. Wow. Okay. So that was actually a lot simpler than I thought it would be. Yeah, and I'll tell you the interview questions I have because I still have them. Things like, how do you see yourself making impact through this role? Because I believe that if you actually like love your job or you feel like you're making an impact, you're going to enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. Because someone could look at the job, like in this instance, a a very administrative role, and they could absolutely hate it because it's very like clickety-clack, I'm just typing away, I'm making an Excel spreadsheet, like what is this really doing? And someone else might look at it and go, I'm getting to be – one very important piece to then help this overall mission and that's really important to me and there's no right or wrong people just view things differently so that was question one what was an example of learning a new skill where you felt out of your depth how did you overcome that I think someone that can be quite adaptable to trying new things because technology will always change we'll be on one system and then six months later you know, AI will suddenly be developed and it's like, what's this chat GPT thing? Like someone that can learn things and is always like a lifelong learner Mm -hmm. was really important. You have that skill to a T. I've never met something that you've never been able to go, I can learn that. (laughs) I am 100% a sink or swim person and I will swim every time. And that is something that has come from going through adversity for large periods of you know my life and stuff like that so I know how strong I am how resilient I am and how resourceful I am I'm a fake it or make it gal yeah like I will just jump in and then figure everything out on the way and I'm also a little bit stubborn I refuse to not even try it is actually so like valuable to me when you meet people like that because I'm like oh my god I'm like that like adversity needing to be resourceful like these are things that help man and even like when you asked me about doing the podcast I was like hell yeah like this is so figure it out literally I was like I was nervous because of I didn't want to sound dumb or say like or um all the time and things like that I've never done anything like this in a public way But I was so excited to try something new and I love the community that you have and the purpose behind all of this. I was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. I'll just figure it out. (laughs) I'm still figuring it out, but it's been so awesome. So yeah, it's just always like, I'd rather try and fail than to never have tried at all. So that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. And and obviously you're killing it, Maya. Like everyone is loving you on the Girls That Business podcast. So thank you. Like I knew it though. I'm so good at hiring people. I just, I see it and I'm like, this person is going to thrive because 
I don't think we realize, and there's nothing wrong with being this kind of person. You're just not like great in startup environments, but it's very rare to meet someone, in my opinion, that is just so resourceful. And when you're a founder, you have to be resourceful because you have to wear 20 hats. Like you can't be like, I'm not good at social media. Like it's like learn, girl, put it together, like you figure it out. No one else is going to help you. And so when you start hiring, you'll learn very quickly that not everyone is resourceful and not everyone wants to, you know, take initiative. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are just good at being a specialist in one area, but in a startup or in the beginning of your business, you don't want to hire specialists. You want to hire people that can help in a lot of things. And then when you grow, you can start being like, okay, I need someone that just does podcast editing. Mm. And that's such a good thing to point out as well. And even with the first question and how you think you can make an impact in the role is really nice because you mentioned you were scared about hiring someone because this is your baby. And so that's a good indicator of actually bringing on someone who cares about the business and the future as much as you are. Yeah. Like realistically, I don't think anyone will ever care about it as much as you do, but you've like cares about it to be agile and that's hard because again you can't expect this of people this is just a job and I will always like tell people in our team like when we get stressed out I'm like guys like no offense but this is just a job like we just make podcasts and cute posts and I mean I don't want to undermine our work but no one dies if we forget to send an email yeah, you're not performing brain surgery we're chill it's not that deep yeah. <laughs> so those were the questions I asked so it was What's an example of a skill you've learned? I asked, how do you like to be managed? Because you want to find someone that likes to be managed in the way that you also like to manage. You might find that someone says, I need a lot of like touch points. I need to be checked. I like to be checked in with. I like the social interaction. And you might not be that kind of leader. You might go, oh, I actually wanted someone that was very like able to work by themselves. Or they might say, I want to be left alone. I just want you to tell me what to do. And I want you to like f off and you might go oh but I'm, I really like to check in so it's just finding a good balance I asked them what they liked most about their current job and what they least liked about their mm. current job because that's going to tell you what they value what their biggest work pet peeve was because I'm nosy and again helps you work out like what they just don't like when that can start and if they have any questions for me and if this turned into a full-time position, would it be something that they're interested in? And I've actually got our first hires answers to all these questions in front of me. And the one thing that really stood out to me, guys, this is the best answer I've ever heard. If you are looking to be an EA, say this. The <laughs> question was, how do you see yourself making an impact in this role? And she said, making the life of the CEO easier. And I was like, hired. Done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like. <laughs> interview over Brooke <laughs> come on in so I want you please help me make my life easier that's it and then things like how do you like to be managed they were like I like to work together but I also like to be independent it was really helpful because she said things like I respond less well to like here's 15 tasks that you need to do I'd want to feel more involved and feel like I'm part of the bigger picture and I was like great like now when I work with this person my communication style shouldn't be can you do xyz it's like we need to achieve this bigger goal and to get that like 
your role in helping us do that is really important. So therefore, can you do like X, Y, Z? Like it's just things like that that you can pick up on. My top comment that I left under Brooke's notes were, is that she really knows what she wants to the point where it's almost intimidating. And I went and I talked to one of my like work, like other founders about it. And they were like, that sounds like you, Simran. And I was like, oh my God, it does sound like me. She's hired. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and we love her already. But yeah, so that was the hiring process, my first hiring process. The logistics around it was using, it was very manual, like reading through everything. But I think as a founder, you should try doing that once. Now that I know what I know, I think the things I could have done better mm-hmm. or the mistakes I made yes. was not realizing how many people would be interested in it and posting it on everything. Like I posted it on our social media. I posted it on LinkedIn. I should have just posted it on LinkedIn and left it there, in my opinion, because, oh, I don't know. I just think I let it fester too long. I made it seem like like I made it very clear, like if you don't have a skill set, like we can teach you, no stress. But I think I made the pool of people that could do it much larger than it needed yeah. to be. And I should have been more selective. Like for one, I forgot to mention that you should probably live in New Zealand. Yeah. And so we had people from all around the world try and enter. And I was like, this was my mistake. I actually like that you posted it on social media because you're very community based and it was a nice way of, you know, involving your community and stuff like that. Did Brooke see it through the socials or through LinkedIn? Through LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. We should just title this episode like Why Why We we Love love Brooke. Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she's okay with this. She'll have to approve it before this comes out. But the yeah, the idea was that hiring someone was so scary. I was so nervous. I felt very out of my depth, but I knew that it was something I had to do. And when she started, I made a Google Doc of like like a Google Doc handbook of every task. And the beauty of our work is it's task-based. So every task that needed to be done, I like wrote it out. I then used so many emojis and like color coordinated it. And then for every single task, I made a Loom video. And Loom is not Zoom. It is like a a way to quickly record yourself with the screen also being recorded. So you're like, hey, let me show you if something happens, how to like process payments. And then you just like click record and you just move your mouse across the screen and go and then you click here and then you click on that and then you open this and then you send. And then you can just send that and that's like a training video. Mm -hmm. And so everything I was doing leading up to her starting, I would like video myself being like, okay, today I'm going to answer this person's email. This is how I would format it, da-da-da-da-da. And so for every single task, it was written out and it had accompanied a Loom videos if she was like a visual learner, which thank God she was. And every task had like a a rough estimate of like how much time it should usually take so that she could like get an idea of like what to expect And we just did like a bit of training every single day and like checking in and just making sure that the person felt supported. And that was kind of it. Mm. What about the contract side? Oh, great question. What would you like to know about that? How did you sort that out or know where to start? So if you are unsure, let's say you don't have access to a lawyer, there are a lot of great from like government websites, like the New Zealand business website by the government has free templates on contracts Mm -hmm. and so you can take that and then edit it and you want to make it very clear on what the job entails and you want to make it very clear on like 
every single thing that person would do because nothing is worse than someone joining a job and they think they're going to do like A to B of things and you actually wanted to do like A to G, Mm -hmm. like a lot more. And you might be like, hey, like I need you to help with X, Y, Z and they think that's like a few but, you know, in the day where they do it, whereas you think it's like 80% of their work. So making it very clear, like what you need, how much time they'd probably spend on those things was so important. And then including like key metrics, like how would we measure this was really important. Or how would you show up in this, including things like when they start, their salary, including everything about like policies. Do you have sick leave? Do you offer extra things? I have a funny story with Brooke. I like sent her the contract and she asked me if I had sent her the wrong contract. And I was like, no, why? And she was like, oh, there were just like a few extra perks in here that I wasn't sure if they were for me. <laughs> like, was this like an old contract? I was like, no, this is for you. Were you like meant to send me these little work perks? You were like, of course. It was just like a few little extra th- things to like, you know, like when anyone joins GTI, we like send them a few bits and bobs to help whether that's like podcast equipment or like money towards updating their office like whatever it is it just made me laugh I was like who hurt you (laughs) she's like I've been in the corporate world thank you for hiring book thank you for hiring me (laughs) thank you for hiring Sonia (laughs) on behalf of your employees (laughs) thank you for helping us to pay our bills girl I am more than happy to help. Is that not what I'm here for? Yes. No, but in all seriousness, it's been really cool to be a part of GTI from, you know, like an employee perspective because I've been cheering you on on the sidelines since you started this and it's, yeah, just really cool to see how things have evolved and to see how hiring has improved your productivity within the business. Honestly, I've got to thank that woman that I had coffee with who was like, just hire. And I was like, damn, that's all I need to do. Two words. That could have been the entire episode. (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't. I like the story version better. Well, I'm glad that you found this somewhat useful. I think when it comes to hiring, it's so scary. You never really know how other people do it. So just I hope like hearing my process behind it was quite useful and might have like given you a framework to go okay when I hire this is how Sim did it it worked for her and I can like change it up so it suits me I don't think there's one way to do it right I think you just need to learn exactly what you're looking for be so clear on it and just like I guess stick to your gut because that has always worked for me when it comes to hiring in our next episode we're going to talk about firing I'm kidding okay no (laughs) we have never fired anyone (laughs) no no (laughs) (laughs) all right until next week maya kakite bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence